We hide behind our PFPs, meaning profile pictures, and at username.eth, which are common Twitter handles we see around. But the part I'm really concerned about is how this seeps into team culture and the common workplace practices I see on Discord. Here's a question for you to think about. If your team does not know what you look like, you do not know what they look like, and you all communicate on Discord without ever seeing each other in what is essentially a large chat room for gamers, what do you think that does to your level of professionalism subconsciously? Welcome to Metaverse Marketing Mastery. I'm your host, Judah. As a marketing strategist and community builder in the Web3 space, I wanted to share my knowledge and methods with you. If you're an overwhelmed project founder and don't know where to start with building a community, then this podcast is for you. Let's get building. Hey, it's Judah here. Welcome to another episode of Metaverse Marketing Mastery. In this episode, I wanted to specifically cover the three most common mistakes that I see NFT founders make regarding marketing their project and how to avoid those same mistakes. I'll be covering some alternative methods so you've got some actionable steps that you can work towards and also so you're not left hanging. These mistakes that I'm about to cover are so unbelievably common and range from instantaneously detrimental to gradually detrimental. You would not believe it. They are things I see on a daily basis and I have my suspicions that it's because NFT projects are often being run by first-time founders. As you can imagine, with the technological aspects involved in the Web3 space, the ever-changing marketing strategies that you need to stay on top of, then the added pressure of building a team, especially if you haven't built one before, you can be left feeling a little bit overwhelmed. So let's get into breaking down the three key points. The first point is not specifically only to do with your marketing team. That may be your advisor, CMO, community manager, or social media manager, but it actually has to do with the overall team culture. Now, you may think, what does team culture have to do with marketing? And here is my answer. Your team consists of people, and those people are affected by the values you put in place as a founder. The main issue I want to focus on here stems from anonymity. (laughs) Now, I know this is almost common practice. We hide behind our PFPs, meaning profile pictures, and at username.eth, which are common Twitter handles we see around. But the part I'm really concerned about is how this seeps into team culture and the common workplace practices I see on Discord. Here's a question for you to think about. If your team does not know what you look like, you do not know what they look like, and you all communicate on Discord without ever seeing each other, in what is essentially a large chat room for gamers, what do you think that does to your level of professionalism subconsciously? You may not want to believe it, but I've seen productivity levels go down because of a team's perception of the project itself. I remember when I first started off in the industry, because it was so common to only use a voice chat in Discord to have the first initial call with potential clients and not even use the video function, I made it a point to actually specifically invite and encourage them to meet me on Zoom or Google Meet so that I could more properly introduce myself and so that they understood that I take my work very, very seriously. And yes, I most certainly had the video function on. First impressions matter. And guess what? Of all the calls I got via referral, 
The only client that specifically ever did not proceed with me was the one that told me they wanted to do the initial call via voice chat. That's a pretty interesting statistic if you ask me. So what would be an action item here? Take a small step towards transparency with your team. That could be as small as turning your video function on in your next meeting. I wouldn't force your team out of the blue to do so since this is a new addition or pivot in culture that you have not set the standards of yet. I personally would do a team-wide announcement, whether that's two people or 10 people, letting them know that this update is happening and asking them to join you. I don't think you need to do a video for every call, but the fact that you do it occasionally to regroup is what makes the difference. The most important thing here is that you're the leader and you should be setting the example. Now, with a second point, I wanted to focus on something that has immediate detrimental effects and needs to be cut out ASAP. Bold statement, I know. <laughs> this is the hiring of random promoters. If you type in the word promoter on Twitter, you will see a whole list of people who have this newfound job title. I see a lot of NFT projects do this, and to be honest, it makes me feel cringy and the need to fidget. Basically, I feel like something is not right. The thing with promoters is that they're not real fans or followers of your project, and nor are they an influencer. A lot of the time, you will see these same promoters posting about five different projects around the same time period because their business model works off of having a large following and mass advertising, not of building influence. As they are promoting so many different projects at the same time, their audience tends to be highly disengaged in what they have to say and their opinions are not valued. Even worse, their followers may have been bought, so you may want to do some thorough, thorough research. The reason why I say this is a problem that needs to be cut out ASAP is that it affects your project in the long run and your engagement on your page immediately. In that moment, yes, you may possibly get a few more eyes on your project, but you need to evaluate whether this new audience that sees a post about you are likely candidates to join your community or are they just random people who were enticed by some form of marketing bait, for example, giving away ETH or Ethereum? I know it's tempting to have large vanity metrics to make it look like your project is doing better than it is. I've been there. What you need to shift your focus on, however, is that algorithms push content out according to audience sentiment. And if your audience is full of mannequins, not genuine people who are interested in what you have to offer, can you really call that a community? The way I see it, if you want promoters, then you're thinking about immediate gratification rather than building. So what can you do instead? Look, there may be some solid promoters out there, but I would recommend you do some serious vetting before you move ahead with any. I would start off by building out a list of influencers. So look for profiles that have a human presence to them. And find ones that fit your values and brand message and are already talking about Web3 and NFTs. They don't have to have a large following. Micro-influencers are effective also. So when you've compiled a list, start reaching out to them and chase up. My gosh, don't overlook the power of chasing up. It is very, very important. The last point I wanted to touch on is hiring marketers who don't have a well-rounded knowledge of marketing when you're short on funds. This is a big one because if you only have enough cash flow to hire one individual with the minimum amount of funds you have, yet this marketer specializes only in one form of marketing, you're only going to go so far. 
There is no two ways about it. NFTs are still in the early days. And as a result, you need to be very strategic in how you're allocating your marketing efforts. This means having a team that is multidisciplinary is extremely, extremely crucial. Imagine this. You use the last dollar that you have left on hiring a social media manager and they're the first and only marketing expert you have hired. But what you don't realize you need is not someone to come up with posts for content and grow your social accounts. You need a full-blown launch strategy. This individual, who, although amazing in their own field and area of expertise, will just not be able to provide you with what you actually need. And that is why if you've got an NFT project, It is so important to have a team that has multiple skill sets who can help cover different bases until you're able to afford to hire more individuals. In order to make this happen, I would suggest doing the marketing yourself in the beginning, or at least learning as much of the basics as you can, whether that is through this podcast, through courses or plain old research. This way, when you're interviewing candidates for positions on your team, you'll be able to better assess different candidates' qualifications. Quick tip, if you just do not have time for learning the basics of marketing, I would suggest finding the most professional community manager that you can find who has previous experience in building communities. The reason I say community manager over other marketing professionals is that community managers are a hybrid of a CMO, a social media strategist, and customer support personnel. Also, try to remember that you're hiring an individual, not a resume. Whatever characteristics and personality traits that they have are likely to be important in the long run, not just the extensive list of achievements. Those are three of the most common mistakes I see NFT project founders make time and time again. I hope this gave you some clarity and some actionable steps that you can take towards growing your community. If this episode was helpful to you in any way, feel free to share it with your co-founder or another individual who you know is building in the space. If you want to learn more Web3 marketing strategies and community growth tips, follow the show. Click follow or the plus sign. Keep building, keep creating, keep innovating. I'll speak to you in the next episode. Speak soon. (laughs) 